everybody, welcome back to another audio adventure. My name is Adam and this is Daily Notes presented by Almost Sideways. Took a week off to recharge the batteries, get back into the swing of things, so we're going to start putting out more Daily Notes episodes. And this week we have a really great one. Before I tell you what we're going to be doing and talking about, I want to give a huge shout out to one of the listeners here on iTunes. They left a, a really awesome review. It was a, a five star rating there as well. And this is from Jaja FB. Thank you for leaving your review. He says, knowledgeable was the title. I've learned a few things hearing this while at work. Don't really have time to watch anything nowadays, so hearing it works better. And boy, does Adam get interesting. Well, I want to say thank you so much for leaving that, Jaja, and giving a, a good review, an awesome review. Really appreciate that. And yeah, I, I try to keep it interesting as much as I can. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for stopping by. Let us know in the, if you're listening to this on iTunes. Please leave a review, a comment, take a few seconds. We really do appreciate it, and I'll be shouting you out on the next episode. But today, we are joined by Dwayne Miller of the Cinemania World Podcast. Really excited to sit down with this fellow podcaster and going to pick his brain about how he started Cinemania World, get to know some of his team members on his podcast as well. We also talk about some changes he would like to see in film Twitter. We talk about Dunkin' Donuts, and we also dive into some wrestling content as well. We have a really fun conversation in store for you. All right, man. So you just had a birthday, 26 years old. <laughs> how was your birthday weekend last week? Oh, it was pretty good, you know. Um, you you can't really do much with uh, all the all the closings right now with the uh, virus going on. But I still had a fun birthday. I had a I felt I felt really really loved last weekend. I got a lot of messages, got a lot of tweets and stuff. Uh, you know, um, text messages, messenger, it, all that stuff was really really nice. And then my girlfriend came down. She lives in Newburyport, Mass, and I live in Boston. Mm-hmm. So oh, she nice. came down for the weekend, and uh, we uh, we ended up going to the mall, which I was surprised. We just wanted to go to Target, but we ended up going to the mall, and I was surprised that it was even open. But it, I, it was nice to be back in the mall because, um, you know, I missed it. was one of those things where <laughs> when everything got closed down, like the malls, the movies. So we went there, walked around for maybe like 15 minutes, uh, and then we went out to eat to an um, outside restaurant. So it was it was pretty good, pretty good day. Yeah, nice. It's a nice little uh... – Kind of change the uh, pace from the kind of the sadness that has been this kind of like this year, unfortunately. Right, right, agreed. Yeah, so it was it was it was really nice to get out, you know, get out of the house, and then, uh, you know, when we got back to the house, we just had some like cake and stuff like that. So it was a pretty good birthday. Nice, right on, man. Well, I, again, I want to quickly just say thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, on uh, talking with me because I, you know, I'm been following you we've been following each other on twitter for a while and uh Mm -hmm. if anybody is listening to you for the very first time i want to just have them like just shout out your like social media page and where they can find you so they can uh, connect with you as well yeah uh you can follow me on uh twitter i'm on twitter uh, at cinemaniac 94 i tweet i i I tweet uh pretty much daily and then um uh, as far as like movie news and pop culture news um you can follow me Follow my podcast at Cinemania World on Twitter as well. Instagram at Cinemania World, Facebook at Cinemania World, and then my Instagram is Cinemaniac nineteen ninety four. Um, so yeah, if you want some, uh, if you wanna, if you want some some tweets, movie tweets and stuff like that, just follow me on those. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely, I'll put all that stuff down in the description box so that'd be easy for you guys to follow us there. Uh, what kind of, if I know we're on, we're, our podcast is on several different platforms. Are you, what platform are you guys on? So podcast? right now, uh, right now, let me, um, cause we are on a lot. Uh, I know Amazon yeah. just started. I know Amazon just started doing podcasting. So I'm probably going to do, uh, probably going to get us on Amazon music at some point. But uh, right now we're on, you know, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Messy, F- Messy FM Radio, and Castbox as of right now. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. A few more than yeah. than we're on, so that's pretty awesome. That's it's it's amazing. As I'm, because some people I know, like I was into YouTube a lot a long time. I had almost sideways YouTube channel, and then I stopped that. Then went to Adam Daily Live, and I I, I knew YouTube pretty well, and I was growing that really well, but. I'd never really considered doing a podcast before. And, you know, my almost sideways uh, team, uh, I'm part of their team and uh, they had, they had this podcast and I was like, you know, I'm going to start doing my own little thing. And so learning about this podcasting world has kind of like opened up my eyes to like a different form of media. And I think this is such a relaxing and free flow kind of format that I don't miss Mm -hmm. video editing whatsoever anymore. (laughs) Oh, I agree. I, um, I tried when we when I started my podcast, I tried to do the whole uh, YouTube, uh, you know, like you know how some some podcasts would do, like you know you, you had the rate you had like the radio versions on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. and then YouTube you have like a like a nice screen set up and stuff like that. But I I, I fell out of that so quickly, and I, I w- it was kind of hard because YouTube you don't you you kind of underestimate YouTube a lot. YouTube is like one of those presences that you have to know what you're doing and you have to know how to edit and do all this stuff. I got to be very YouTube savvy and I wasn't that. So I got us out of YouTube immediately after like a year being on it and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know that's one thing that I don't miss. I've, I've, I've shared this before, especially when I talked to Durbin, like, uh, when I was on YouTube, man, like I was working at FedEx at the time and I was working my 40 hours and then coming home and working an additional like what, however long uh, was the second job essentially doing YouTube videos because I was I was on top of it and I, I grew my channel pretty well and it was great success. But then everything else, because you're on top of it and you have to stay on top of it to be successful in that world, mm-hmm. you kind of yeah. your personal life kind of takes the back seat. And I re- quickly realized after many conversations with my wife I was like, I-, I need to pick like I need to make the right decision here. And I had, a, I definitely felt like stepping away from YouTube was the right thing. And man, it's yeah. been such like a, like out of my head now. I'm like, man, my, I have so much more time to think in my head than I did before. I was, I'm not mm. stressed out putting out content anymore. It's, it's a job in itself to just make sure you're making quality stuff. So. It is. Yeah. It's very tough sometimes. So that's why I was like, yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta just maybe, and, and I told myself maybe one day when I have my own studio, I'll, I'll prop up, prop up a camera, then try to do YouTube from that. But I was like, nah, you know what I mean? As yeah. of right now, I just know it's not, it's not what we can, what, 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 what we can sustain right now, you know? Yeah. It's not something fe- uh, plausible, please, pleasable. I don't know the word. It's, it's one of those right. words. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, like, so you're, we're talking about your podcast, Cinemania World. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, how did that, how did that essentially get started for you guys? So initially, uh, so uh, I, we're gonna get into it, but I, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So initially, I was a part 
of a Facebook kind of group. You know, those Facebook when they were popular. Yeah. Now they're kind of Facebook is kind of like losing steam a little bit. But I was in one of those Facebook groups called uh, they're still they're still there too, called Wrestling Redefined on Facebook. Mm. And it was like a bunch of admins who would like post about, you know, wrestling content, wrestling news, thoughts on wrestling. So, you know, my my admin name on that was uh was lunatic because i was a huge fan of <laughs> dean ambrose uh before john moxley but like i was a big fan of dean ambrose back in like 2017 2016 and stuff so that's when i got into that i was it was like 20 uh 2015 when i started doing doing that and then i was interested around that time was when i was like really really getting interested into movies like I was uh, I was already into movies, but I was really, really kind of like it was like in the forefront and I was like barely like watching rest like WWE and stuff. So um, when I was when when I saw that kind of, for, you know, Facebook group uh, kind of do its thing, I was like, I wonder how that would be for like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I spoke with a friend who was in that group who was into movies as well. Name is Jeremy. Um, he, uh, so he was in that, that wrestling redefined group. And then what he did was that him and I was like, Hey, let's make a movie version of something like this and, you know, have it be our own thing. It was just intended to be something fun. We comment on movies. We do like, you know, maybe like some written reviews and stuff like that. I think our first review was like Atomic Blonde or something, you know? Wow. So, yeah. So then, uh, then I had a friend from, from school, you know, that I, that I kind of grew up with from middle school who I asked her, I knew she was into horror movies. So I asked her if she wanted to be a part of it. She said yes. And she actually helped me come up with the name because I was a wrestling fan. And the biggest event that everyone knows about in wrestling is WrestleMania. So I put the, my movie love and my wrestling love together and I called it Cinemania. And she came up, she came up with that name actually. And I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that fits me so well. Um, and then, that's how we kind of had got started. It was only my, it was only me, my friend Jeremy, my friend from college, Christina, and uh, and um, Bailey. It was the four of us. We were kind of posting different kind of random things, like different kind of news, like someone was cast or you know stuff like that. Yeah. It was just a Facebook group. If you if you go up on our Facebook, it popped off really really well too. Like um, I I fell off on our Facebook uh, page a long time ago, so we're I mean I think we're rounded right now at around sixteen thousand. Um, wow, that's, that's awesome, girls. On that on that Facebook group, yeah. So that was like something fun. And then, like uh, a maybe like a couple of months into it, I was like, you, I really got into the idea of doing podcasts, and I had no idea how to do it. I had no idea how to get started. I had no idea what to do, what to use, what kind of mic to get. Um, so, but right before that happened, I met my good friend um, Alex Madden. Oh Alex yeah, I know Madden, who, I know who that is. Yeah. I, yeah, I I met him. I actually met him at a screen at the screening for the Dark Tower. I don't know if you remember that movie with Idris Elba. Sadly, I do. I saw that with yeah. Justin Watch's movies. <laughs> right. I um I met him. I met Alex in the press line. What's crazy about this story is that I probably would have never met Alex if it wasn't for that screening. Um. So I met him in that press line. We instantly clicked. We talked. Uh, we exchanged numbers. I told him about the Cinemania group, and I said, "Dude, you gotta join this with us. You can link your YouTube page in it and stuff." And then he was like, "Sure." And then he joined, and I started hanging out with him a lot. 
And then him and I were in a pizza shop and we had, it was right before we saw the last Jedi and him and I, him and I had a really, really in-depth conversation about the last Jedi. And I was like, dude, this would be, this, this is a podcast. We should do, we should do a podcast. And he said, let's, let's do it. And then we like, we announced the podcast on the Facebook group. Um, but we still had no idea like how to start it, what to do, what platforms to use, how to post. We just didn't had no idea. So, so initially, the name of the of the podcast was the Cinemania Podcast. I had a logo, I mm-hmm. had everything set up with, with my with my good friend Tyler, who does our logos and stuff. Um, I had all that set up, and the name the name of World came after after like a couple of months of doing the podcast so when i started the podcast with alex it was if you go back to our first episodes like it's all in our archive as far as like podbean goes mm-hmm. our first episode alex and i like i had a i had a bootleg microphone from <laughs> like from marshall's like you know in those in that wow. section like like in the Clarence section, they have for like five ninety nine. Here's a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like fifteen dollars, and I thought, oh man, I have a microphone. It was a bootleg microphone from uh from Marshall's, the worst microphone I've ever had. It was so bad. Uh, I, I didn't know how to I didn't know how to do like recordings. Oh, you know what I mean? Like rec- I didn't yeah. know how to do recordings from like how like like how you and I are doing right now. I didn't know how to do recordings with somebody remote. So I had Alex call me on on my cell phone and I would sit my cell phone on a table and record. And and it was in my living room recording on a it was so <laughs> bad. It was so so bad. But I'm grateful for those days because the like look where look look where where we are now. Yeah, stuff, absolutely. We have like a massive group of individuals who do show we do shows like uh every week and stuff. But yeah, so we started off that and initially it was still Cinemania Cinemania podcast. Uh, the world actually came after the fact that every time I would search Cinemania on Facebook, I noticed that there's a lot of Hispanic kind of movie stuff titled Cinemania. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, for cinema. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to confuse people. Uh, we were getting uh, – n- not that it's a bad thing, but we were getting a lot of uh, Hispanic uh, kind of followers. And I thought pe- – I think people was was thinking that we were in a Hispanic uh, podcast. And I was like, I got to, like, either change the name or add something to it. Uh, and I really liked the Cinemania name. And, and I didn't – and I couldn't – and I, there was no other podcast that – America, you know, like U.S.-based – that had that name so i yeah. said let's add I, I i kept calling i what initially our weekly podcast was the cinemania podcast and then i added world you know because i wanted to give the impression that we're that we're and we're inclusive to everyone like the, the cinemania brand yeah. and podcast is inclusive to everyone no matter what what uh what what race what uh, what gen like what gender what sexual preference like we're inclusive to everyone that's where the world came from yeah. um and that's why i i i i made it you know that's why that world kind of stuck with me you know adding world to the end of it so then that's how the cinemania world podcast was born and stuff that was like maybe mid 2018 where that name came about and then we started. I I I finally made a Twitter, 
And then I started making friends as far as yeah. like, you know, people who I wanted to collab with. I think the first person that started that joined us, um, initially it was me, Alex, and Christina. We were like the three who was always on the podcast. If you go back to our old episodes, you would listen and, and you you would hear it's just, just the three of us doing shows. And then from there, I think we we got Brett from Bam Movie Reviews. He commented on one of our YouTube videos, and I said, "Dude, let join join this team. Let's let's like make it as big as we can. Let's do some shows." Then we had Jared Buckendall. Uh, yeah. Alex was actually the one who introduced me to him. Then we had then we added like more members like Tyler Calvert, Larry from LC Screen Talk. Then we started to add UK members, um, you know, Meg and Shannon and Joe. Uh, Hannah has become a big, big part of this podcast. Uh, I met her last year off of Twitter and then she joined the team after a couple of shows. So I'm I'm really, really grateful with how far we've gotten, especially being our first show was with a, a microphone from from uh, Marshalls. It's crazy. <laughs> so hear that, boys and girls. If you want to start a podcast, get a microphone from Marshalls and the world will be open to you. Yes, microphone <laughs> so, so, from Marshalls. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Ridiculous. It was awful. It was so bad. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, so, hey, sometimes those you have to start somewhere, man. You, like that, like, oh, I'm bringing up Drake. You start from the bottom, now you're here. So you, you got to start somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's cool, though. What, you're saying that the Cinemania part was you were getting like the, the dem- Hispanic demographic, but you, I liked how you said, you know what, we're not going to change that part. We want to be for everybody. And I think that's right. really awesome. Yeah. You definitely don't, if you change that one word, you would have lost a whole big demographic who is a very supportive mm-hmm. demographic. Um, they are. And I'm, yeah, and they're, I, they come I in droves that earlier. Yeah. But when I mentioned that earlier, it was no like, oh, my God, I do not want all of these. A lot of podcasts probably would have changed the name because of not wanting to be like so centric. But if you go to our our first initial followers were from were from uh, Mexico, Brazil and India. And still to this day, we still have those same kind of if you if I go to like my Podbean uh, statistics, a lot of our listeners are from Mexico, India, UK, the US, um, and I'm really, really grateful because I was like, I, I love this name, and I and I and I love the people that started that, you know, that that got us off the ground as far as like, um, you know, the the latex kind of listeners. So yeah, I, exactly. I I stuck I stuck with it, and then I just added the world so people know this is this is an international, global based podcast that's for everyone to listen. You know. Yeah, you started up. You said you added the world in 2018. However, you're getting people from around the world, so you are a, a world podcast essentially right. as well. Not just listeners, but also team. And and again, cinema is, uh, I guess, like transcendence. It, it, like it speaks volumes. Everybody has a different. No matter what language it speaks, a movie is a movie that you can interpret differently, and the conversation can be had from that film too. So, the name that's a it's a great name, man. Great name for sure. Uh, it was funny with with our podcast name. I joined in several years after I, I joined my team with uh, Terry and Todd, their brothers and Zach. Uh, they were friends. And they went uh, Terry and Todd, or Terry and Zach went to college together, and right. they learned about. And actually, Zach was actually the, if I remember correctly, the teacher's assistant of the Oscar winner uh, screenwriter of Black Klansman. And I'm totally drawing a name, a uh, blank on his name. It's not Spike Lee though. It wasn't Spike. It was the other. Um, uh, John David? No, 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 uh, not John David. The, the writer for it. Um, give me one second. For Black he, he said a, I think. 
Let me check. Uh, yeah, because I'm. I got a uh, not that guy. It's uh, Kevin Wilmot. Okay. Okay. He knows Kevin Wilmot. He because he grew because he's from Kansas oh, too, cool. and that's where he went to call it. Yeah. So and I, we've been trying. They've been bugging him. It's like go get Kevin Wilmot for our podcast. Talk to him. <laughs> Talk to Kevin Wilmot. <laughs> but uh, anyway. But uh, our, they, they knew each other for quite a long time. And then I just kind of randomly was I started a new job at FedEx and I met Todd there randomly. And his his question, he always asked me. And he's like, you can tell a lot about a person from one question. What's your favorite movie? Mm-hmm. And if I, I think if I picked a bad movie, he wouldn't have asked me to we wouldn't have talked as much. or I definitely want to be on almost sideways. But I, I said The Departed. That's like my favorite movie. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm a Scorsese and like DiCaprio fan. Of course, at that time, like my, I didn't haven't watched as many movies as I have now, so my taste has expanded. But The Departed has been one of my favorites. But uh, so I, I'll just throw that question out to you: What's your favorite movie? Okay, so that is a very it's a tough question. I know it's a tough question because there. Okay, so there's movies that like. I have to go. There's movies that I love, genre movies that got me into film, but exactly. I have to be honest and go to the movie that got me into my love for wanting to explore movies, whether it was writing, talking about movies, podcasting, something that got me into what got me into watching like YouTubers for the first time, like, you know, Chris Stuckman and Jeremy Johns and, and then Collider when it was like back in those early days and John Campia, all that stuff. The movie that did that uh, back in college was Nightcrawler. So the Daniel film. Yeah, that's a great film. I have to go with Nightcrawler just because just be, I have to go with Nightcrawler just because um I watched that movie one one night off of Redbox uh when Red, Red Redbox was huge so all my friends you know they were having like some type of get together and we had like a we had like a we had like a you know like a big six person dorm kind of room mm-hmm. a suite a suite and in the common room you know there was people over. And um, they were, you know, they were smoking and drinking and doing whatever. And I had bought, I had bought rented movies and I was like, damn, I wanted to watch movies with the guys, but they want to do all the other stuff. So I went in my room, I put it, I put um, Nightcrawler into my PlayStation and I watched it and I, and then my roommate, uh, because I was in a, I was in a, a two person room in that suite. My roommate came in and he was like, I was 15 minutes in and then he sat down and watched it with me. And yeah. then I remember uh, after watching that movie, I was so enthralled with the idea of filmmaking. And I was talking to him after that movie. I was in. I I, I honestly wanted to change my major somehow <laughs> because I was like, dude, what a like that is so crazy. How you know what I mean? Like just like the way the art of storytelling in that movie is so clever. So I was. Yeah, um, that was my. That's probably my favorite movie. But, you know, I have a bunch of favorites. You know, Scream really got me into horror. Then you go to, uh, you know, then you go to, like, uh, Spider-Man 2 got me into, like, superhero films really, really big. Because yeah. like, Spider-Man is my favorite my favorite superhero, comic book superhero, those movies. And then movies like, you know, Gone Girl is great. And then The, the Town is one of my favorites. So, yeah, I have mm-hmm. a bunch. But if I, if I have to go with the movie that got me into movies, it's Nightcrawler. No, nice. That's a good, that's a great one. My one of mine um, story goes is that I was um, I liked movies a lot. I grew up 
watching them a ton, but I never really like thought of anything else other than as entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. I got sick one week and then I just like, it was really bad. I got like sick from like this, some virus. And then like, I was, then the next week I got strep throat. So I was like out for like two weeks. All I did was I'll sit late on my couch and just like watched movies. I watched the special features of them. I watched like the making yeah. of them. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of the empire strikes back growing up. I didn't, that was my least favorite star Wars as a kid. But as that I was sick, I watched that like three times in two weeks. And I'm just like, this is like the one of my favorite. This It's one of my it's my top five favorite movies of all time. It's just because it, it's fantastic. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan as well. But the other film that got me really into movies as well was Apollo 13. And okay. that yeah, that's so that's another one. I was just I don't know why that was the specific one. But I was like, there's so much like this is the simple thing about landing on the moon and trying to get home. There were so many moving parts of that movie that I just was like, that's crazy how they were how they are able to tell that story and of course now that after been on this this almost sideways team for what um about seven years now actually it's it's been crazy we've been pretty small slowly growing the podcast now too which is great i've been watching a lot more classic films so like one of my favorites now is 12 angry men it's like that i've seen that so many times and it's just like it gets better and better every single time and one of my favorite horror films is the shining which i know todd's gonna roll his eyes at if he hears this and he's like that's that's (laughs) not a good movie but for me it's like every time i watch a movie i could take something else out of it uh is there a movie that originally that you didn't like at first, but you keep watching it and you can just like pick new things out. And you're like, man, I'm just loving this experience more and more than the first time I watched it. Um, let me think there's probably a couple. Yeah. There's probably, there's probably uh, some, some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm trying to think of a movie that I didn't like at first, but I, after rewatching it and rewatching it, um, if I had to say, a movie right now like right now right at the top of my head like mid midsummer to me like you know I, I i wasn't a big fan coming out of it but i the last i've watched it twice you know um since i've seen it in theaters yeah. and it's probably a movie that i appreciate more because it's a it's a horror that we're not really used to and i definitely was not used to it when it came out because it's like a bright vibrant horror movie and when's the last time you got like a horror movie basically set in like the bright summer atmosphere and i was a huge fan of ari aster after hereditary i loved hereditary upon first watch then rewatch again um but then midsummer was one movie that i was like i don't know i don't really like and stuff um and you know that would maybe that and then initially i wasn't even the big a big fan of get out at first oh wow okay like yeah i i I liked it but i like i wasn't raving probably because you know i used to have a work shift that was so crazy so i didn't see get out my you know in theaters like the first weekend i saw it maybe like third weekend you know by oh, yeah, so everybody's the hype maybe it's too overhyped yeah so uh, you know and it was an empty theater it was like two in the afternoon and it was an empty theater and you know what what I what people don't, what I think people a lot of, a lot of people don't realize is that an audience really does help a movie, yeah, depending on what their reaction is, and that's the same way you know we're gonna talk about wrestling, but they have been wrestling without a crowd and stuff hmm. uh, as of right now, like whether it's WWE, AEW, all these uh, wrestling promotions have been wrestling without a crowd, and you realize how much crowds, um, you know how much crowds help wrestling, you know. And that's the same thing with movies. So um, 
I, if, I I'm pretty sure if I would have saw Get Out like the when I saw us for the first time in like a screening where it's like crowded up the brim and everyone's excited and everyone's gasping and and moaning and screaming I probably would have adored it like everyone else did but I I came out of the theater, I was like oh okay it was good and then I watched it at home with like family and I was like oh yeah this is like really really good you know because you have yeah. that kind of engagement with like people you know so I I love that movie to this day right now so maybe maybe those two films as of that's right good. now. It's a good call. I have a funny story about us. You know, my wife and I actually went to see Get Out. Well, I'll start off with this story, and uh, we saw it a couple weeks after. Um, it, it's still like a really it was not sold out, but it was it was pretty packed. You know, whatever. We're up in Seattle on our anniversary. We we watched Power Rangers. I believe it was like the earlier in the day, and then we went to see this movie, that Get Out, and we it, we definitely were further along everybody's hyped it up so much and i was like okay we'll finally see it and we my wife really loved it and i was i i liked it too and i was just like i felt really like just uncomfortable not uncomfortable in the sense that all oh, this uh, i don't like the source material or whatever but it's it, it makes the movie makes you think in a way and it just makes you like it makes it it's, i guess it does the point it gets a, it starts a conversation and i just like hated like what the people did to these other this, these other people and that's it's just like right. that's it's you know it's it's hard to talk about but it's it's so frustrating that that, that was happening in this movie and and but i am glad this movie was made i i love mm-hmm. the i i love the movie and it's not it is it is a horror movie it could have no scenes of horror whatsoever but just that subject matter that's it's horrific stuff and uh and i think jordan peele uh for being a comic a comedic uh, actor making this film I, I loved like all his symbolisms and his like the, the material that he brought on there and he was definitely deserving in my mind for that the screenplay uh, Oscar too and his follow up film Us which I we saw opening week because we're like we're not going to miss a Jordan Peele movie like we're going right. opening week and we're not going to miss it again and watching you know us having some of our favorites like Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke and Elizabeth Moss in there I was like oh, even more reasons why we're seeing it and there's something about Jordan Peele movies that just are so entertaining. And I loved us. The only thing I didn't like about us was we were there packed theater. A guy before the movie even started halfway through the credits started snoring. And oh my he, God. yeah, he, and he was sitting next to my wife. My wife looked at me and I was like, switch me seats and we swap seats. And I, and I, I tried to nudge him. I was like, wake up, wake up. And then I like I hit his chair, like his armrest on the recliner seat. I hit it and he like jumped up. I was like, don't fall asleep again. <laughs> and, and he, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, don't. I was like, I'm trying to watch this. And it it, it didn't take the it, my enjoyment of the film down or anything. I still I still really like that movie a lot. But I was just like, man, like don't fall asleep. <laughs> Jeez, you're paying for yeah, this ticket. It's not this is nap nap time. And, and and that's the thing too. Um, uh, when when you do have like when it comes to audiences, there is like a plus and minus, just because uh, just because you know there's 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 just like you can either have a good audience or you can have an audience that's just a, a disaster. So um, my my as far as like a disaster audience was probably my worst theater experience was when I went to go see. Um, my uh, me and Alex, we went to go see a screening of uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and that was probably <laughs> my the worst theater experience. Just because 
we Alex when we got to when we did screenings we were we always we were always the first like couple of people to get there there's always like the 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 four people who get there like two hours early but Alex yeah. and I would probably get there like an hour and a half early stay in the line just go on our phones talk or whatever so we when we get it's a process for screenings because you go into two lines exactly. you go upstairs you go into another line and then they let you into the theater after scanning you checking your bag and all that stuff they did that, and then, like, a bunch of people kind of rushed the theater, like, kids and stuff like that. So wow. Alex and I had to, had to end up sitting in the front row of that theater, and it was it was awful. So uh, we, not only that was awful, but the movie wasn't great. So we, we did – it was it was just a mess. It was, it was a bad – it was a bad time. And I'm it was in the middle cool. of the summer, and it was hot, so it was crazy. Oh, jeez, that sucks. Quickly segue. I actually like Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I think it was <laughs> it was some dumb fun. That's what I will say. I enjoyed it. I saw it like three times in theaters. It was dumb fun for me. <laughs> was, I can admit well, I there's some stuff. Recently. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, so maybe, maybe if I watch it again, I, I, I think it's I think it's everything you remember it being. But <laughs> I just I have this different. I was like, no, nah, this is some of my popcorn flick. This is fun for me. Um, anyway. Um, so you're you're a big part of the, the community and your your podcast Twitter and you, you're really big on social media as well. I think I see you post several times a day and it's a, I, it's hard to like keep track of every single one because how Twitter uh, you know refreshes all the time. But you know there's this thing called film Twitter and yes. film. I think film Twitter is it's a it's a pretty good place for the most part. It's a, a place where people can go and have share their opinions on film, but mm -hmm. there's, there's also a lot of negativity that goes around there. And there's a lot of uh, yeah. things as a fellow film aficionado, critic, uh, influencer, what are some things that you would like to see change in this community to make it even better going into 2021 and beyond? So I think, um, well, it, it, as far as changes, I, cause I am a fan of film Twitter. It's where I get my, you know, it's where I get kind of my fix on people not feeling like I'm alone as far as like people who like to talk about film. There's a big exactly. community as far as like that's probably my 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 Twitter probably only consists of Twitter. I mean, uh, movies and wrestling. So, you know, it's a big, big community where you're just seeing everyone's thoughts on movies. But I guess as far as a change, I the only major change that I would want to see is that I feel that. It is very confrontational. Yeah, I noticed so that too. It's it's rare when you see a post about someone praising a movie, you know, and and, and I fall victim to this is not victim, but I I'm a culprit to this as well. Where like you know I'll say some type of hot take on a movie or whatever, but it does feel like. But I am trying to get away from that unless I just watched the movie and it's like just a mess. Like Antebellum was a Antebellum. Disaster. I was about to say that. So, <laughs> right. Unless I just watched the movie and it's like a disaster, then I'll talk about it. But as far as like just people, you know, like one of the things I really hate, I really hate those greater than posts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what this movie is greater than that movie because you just know it's going to spark a big argument, you know? Or Spider-Man Twitter is very crazy, you know. Um, and then you know, you know whether it's like bashing Tom Holland or whoever, or just like confrontational tweets. You know, I'm wait, not wait really a second. I'm gonna pause you real fast. There's a Spider-Man Twitter. 
There's like a whole. Well, I just call. I'm just like. Oh, you're just saying okay, okay. One of my um, one of my one of my uh, co-hosts on the show, uh, Hannah. Ooh. She, you know, uh, she called. She kind of name kind of name brand that thing. It's not a real thing. It's still film Twitter, but people. Oh yeah, like yeah. That's- vent up on spider-man because she's always posting about you know one of her favorite spider-man movies and then there's like this big outcry after she posts about it it's just that stuff that stuff can seem it, it can come off very like very gatekeepish and and negative mm. sometimes uh when you know when people are like talking about you know devices especially divisive movies too like it's really really hard to to watch a lot of arguments on film Twitter sometimes, but then you have moments where people are doing follow, you know, follow Friday. People are doing like, you know, celebrating movies and like supporting one another. That's the, that's the stuff that I'm really into. So maybe that people are my only change. It's just like, you know, confrontational, you know, antagonizing posts from, uh, for movies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think where there's a lot of, uh, uh, the toxic nature of, if you like something and you didn't like something, we we had Rachel Wagner on and her incident with Shazam and he posted a negative. She didn't really care for the movie and people just attacked her. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. film Twitter, but it was the DC fandom. If if yeah. when I was on YouTube, I knew one of my hot takes, like big air quotes, hot take. Uh, one thing I didn't like. Uh, in the Star Wars universe, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. And you know me, I, 1995, I got the VHS tapes on mm-hmm. for my birthday, and I absolutely love those things. And I, I have saw my action figures in my garage, and huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I didn't like The Last Jedi. I actually kind of hated right. it when I first watched it, and I knew I couldn't post a review on it because I would you know, be get a bunch of dislikes or I would get a lot of backlash from not liking it. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, you, you, you're trying to grow a YouTube channel. You're obviously trying to want to grow the number of subscribers and view counts and stuff like that. So you want to try you're trying to play, you know, trying to find a middle ground, a sweet spot that you're going to keep your audience. And I was like, I can't, I can't just like post this hot take without watching it a second time. So I had to go watch it again. And I, I, I appreciate the movie. Still didn't like it. And I still saw some backlash from it. Nothing like, death ready but people thought i was an idiot and didn't like star wars they're just like no matter what your opinion is you're going to be labeled something and i think that's another thing i, w- I kind of want to just mention is that when you're when you have your channel and you have your twitters or whatever and you're posting a top 10 I, I i found myself this way i'm not sure if you have done this before is that you post a top 10 that maybe is not the actual top 10 but it's a top 10 that won't get you as many um uh, hey, uh, you know, confrontational messages or you know stuff like that. Has that ever happened to you by chance? Like you're saying, like whether if I change my view on something. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll I'll tell you something. Okay, so I posted a top ten list uh, before, yeah. and one of my favorite movies in 2017 was a film called Revenge. Okay. Okay. Oh, good and, movie. Yeah, it's a great. I, I love that movie, and it's it's a total Adam movie. I. Yeah. I, I love the violence. I love like the crazy over the top angles and weird stuff, whatever that's in the movie. So it's like, that was my favorite film of that. And I must be honest. Like that, that's what I really liked. My second favorite yeah. film that year was Roma. And I was like, it was, it's weird how it went. However, because I didn't put mission impossible fallout in my top 10 or, or uh, I can't remember, but I did also the same thing with Logan or wonder woman that year before the year before yeah, yeah. you get a bunch of dislikes for certain big popular franchises, not being in your top 10 that, 
I, I of course you I had to put some feel like I had to put something in my top ten that would be like okay well he at least had this movie in there but my yeah. actual one that I post on our website is completely is different than the one yeah that makes sense yeah because like just trying to it's something like I'm looking back now it's like you know what why did I actually care about that That's, well I, I I'll I'll be honest when I first started this uh, when I first started doing like reviews and podcasting. I tried to be someone who was like, you know, I'm going to like the things that most people don't like just because like, you know, I, 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 I don't know how I would respond to, uh, to like, you know, hate or backlash or whatever. Now, as of right now, back, you know, flash, flash forward to present day, like, I don't care. Like if, if I don't like a movie, I'm be the fr- I'll be the first one to say I don't like a movie, and I'll be very vocal about it. And I don't care who is is mad at me for not liking a movie. Like one infamous take of mine that all all of my peers get on me about, they make fun of me all the time, is that I hated the lighthouse. I hated it. I hated that lighthouse so badly watching it my buddy alex and i we were so confused and annoyed watching that in the theater and i'm still to this day i only watched it once now i don't know how i'm gonna feel watching it again but that's something that i'm i i'm not going to everyone (laughs) film is very subjective you know it's very subjective so i'm not gonna you know kind of like 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 shell my my feeling towards a movie yeah exactly you like and i was the same thing um as far as because last jedi i'm very in i'm very in the middle of like Mm -hmm. i don't think it's awful i don't think it's great um but i i also think this this that whole the new disney kind of uh star wars movies besides like like besides like uh, rogue one and like maybe the Force Awakens, they, they've been very, very like hit or miss. So, because yeah. um, I'm not a big fan of, of the of the Rise of Skywalker at all, and I wasn't afraid to be like, you know, I'm not a big fan of this movie, no matter how much hate I was going to receive from it, you know. So that's pretty how I, um, pretty much how I look for it. So if, if I'm posting a top ten on YouTube, whether it's or it's a podcast, and that's gonna be my top ten, that that that's it. That's my top ten. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just that's what. Um, before I forget, the lighthouse. I'm glad I had you on because I hated that film too. <laughs> I, I I don't get it. I I'm someone who I just don't get it. I I feel, I I I feel um the um you know I feel a lot of film critics are very kind of there's a word that I'm thinking of. They're very kind of uh, accepting. Oh yeah, okay. like, that makes sense. Like very yeah. accepting when a movie is like you put different. that A twenty four banner. It's unique. It's different. It's shot in a different way. It, you know what I mean. Yeah. But like what I said in my review for the Lighthouse was that it's done well and it's shot well and it's directed well and it's acted well. But I need a story here. You know what I mean? Like I need yeah. a story. I can't just have. It just felt like a bunch of slapstick scenes that they just did and then they called it a movie and i still don't know what it was you got pattinson beating up a bird for some reason i I just didn't understand you know you got you got uh you got uh, farting yeah you got willem defoe Defoe is farting and that's supposed to be funny i just did not get it but a lot of my (laughs) film a a lot of my film friends call it a masterpiece i have no idea why 
I mean, Roger Edgar, he's uh, he's he's over two for me because I wasn't a big fan of the witch that much. So yeah, I mean, yeah, and I and I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'll, I'll come on a podcast whether whether if I'm inviting a guest on my on my podcast, I'm going to be like who I'm gonna I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be. What you see is what you get. And if I didn't like something, then I didn't like something, and I'm not gonna yeah. shy away from that because you really like that's great. I'm glad you all like it. You know, I'll never understand, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, last final thing for the lighthouse. My, I was watching by myself. My wife was not even interested. She walked in as Robert Pattinson was having sex with a, a mermaid. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, quickly so segue confused. into that. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that originally? Okay, <laughs> I don't remember. But anyway, what was going on? With my next question. My next thing, real fast. So, uh, as we're uh, talking about, you know, things that possibly could change in the. the twitter sphere too is is that you know, i i just want you know us in general the it to be more accepting of people and having more people work with each other and becoming like a bigger family where we're like a ton of more people are collabing with different people of different takes and different opinions and kind of just becoming a big old like a melting pot of different things i think that if we can see more I was a big collaborator guy too. I loved interacting with different channels and uh, growing oh, yeah. and friends as well. I want to see more of that. And I'm not, not just like people having, you know, just the same people on every single time on their channel. I want to like just grow. There's so many different conversations. Like, like you and I have never interacted before other than this time. And I was like, I, I've seen this guy post so many times. I want to know, like, this guy's kind of what's helped started him. And like, I'm, I'm so glad I reached out to you. I was like, I was kind of nervous at first because, you know, I've never really interacted with you that much. So it's like, I, people have, need to take that, take the chance. If you have a YouTube channel, take a chance, reach out to somebody. The worst they can yeah. say is, I, I, I don't want to collab. No, thank you. I've had that happen before. But hey, yeah. at least he's, I could, we can still interact with each other. You know, it's just like, at least like start conversations and uh, feel free to, include people of all different backgrounds and ethnicity ethnicities i think that's what really kind of makes the film community even better is that we're hearing so many different voices on film it's a format that we all love why not hear from different people not just the same people that are going to agree with you all the time oh i agree that's- and 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 that's why when uh my entire group of uh of you know on the on the podcast all of that was started by me just reaching out, seeing if they wanted to do a show. And most all of them said sure, and then yeah. that would lead to another show and another show, and then it would lead to them just joining the team and stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it is: is just reaching out, not being afraid to reach out. And I I have worked with so many great people across this like medium. You know, whether it's yeah. YouTubers, whether it's like byline critics or film uh, film critics or other podcasters, I've had the opportunity to collab with so many great people by just reaching out, whether you're, whether you're interactive or not, and just like knowing that they have a big knowledge of movies and they, you know, seeing if they want to talk about it sometime, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that that's, that's a beautiful thing. I, you start just wanting to have conversations to a camera about a movie and you actually become really good friends with a lot of people that you never thought you would ever meet in your life. So that's, that's, it's a beautiful thing that I wasn't ex- ever expecting when I first started this. So it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome world out there. 
Oh, it is. So, it is. It's a, yeah. it's a beautiful world out there once you get rid of all the BS madness. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah, that's a whole different podcast for another episode. So come back for round two. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, so you're from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, is is it true that you have to eat Dunkin' Donuts and um, root for the Boston Red Sox? Dude, I uh, what's crazy about that is that I I just finished Dunkin' Donuts. I I'm doing an, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing an overnight right now, and that's the first thing I got before I got here was Dunkin' Donuts because, yeah, I mean, I I, I love this city. I'll always love this city and stuff. Um, you know, I used to I I live in South Weymouth. Now I moved mm-hmm. away from the city a little bit, but it's still like 15 minutes away from me. It's around, it's right around the corner. If I really want to get down there again and kind of, uh, you know, experience the motions and the fast pace and stuff, but do Dunkin' Donuts. There is a Dunkin' Donuts at every corner. It's not a myth. It's real. At, I, at my, at my new place now, there is like four Dunkin' Donuts, like five minutes away, which is crazy. And Damn. I, I, I was able to go to a Dunkin' Cause it's um it's it's twelve fifty four a.m. over here right now, and there was one that closed at two a.m. I have no idea why. I didn't ask any questions. I went there, I got <laughs> coffee, and then that's it. As far as baseball, I've only been to a few Red Sox games, but yeah, mm-hmm. Red Sox is really really big over here. If you have a Yankees kind of kind of any type of merch. You will get chastised, not really like 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 stuff thrown at you. People, you just get a lot of dirty looks and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, sports is really big here. Patriots, uh, Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics. You know, um, got your Bruins. Just, yeah, yeah, the Bruins are really big over here. It is. It's a. It's a really big wrestling town too. Um, yeah. So when WWE comes here, AEW, it's always a really big time. You know. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, your Dunkin' Donuts experience sounds like our Starbucks experience. Um, we're close to Seattle. We're like 30 minutes, 35 minutes, depending off the traffic or whatever. Uh, yeah, Starbucks is everywhere. Like We yeah, have a Starbucks yeah. right down the block. We we have a freaking a, a Keurig. We can make our own coffee, but we're like, it's the weekend. Let's go drive down to Starbucks and get a coffee. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just what we do. So, um, yeah. You mentioned wrestling. You opened the floodgates. We'll we'll jump right into this conversation, <laughs> dude. What was the last event you went to? Okay, so the last wrestling event that I went to was October of last year, which was AEW Dynamite. Oh, you son of a gun, man! I can't wait till they come up here, man. That, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. They you're in you're in you're in what your West Coast? What are you? Are you in? Yeah, Cali? I'm. Uh, I'm in uh, Tacoma, Washington. Washington. Oh, Actually, okay. yeah, my they, last I event. Know, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I know that they 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 were gonna start coming out west until before the uh, before the lockdowns happened. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been looking at it, makes like my Seagy Gap, looking for the tickets, and then obviously the pandemic happened. But my last event that we went to, my wife and I uh, went down to Oregon. We went to. Uh, NXT Takeover Portland. Oh, you went to that. That was a good event. Yeah, we we got a hotel. We like our hotel was like literally right, like we didn't have to, but we like let's just get away for the weekend. And yeah, we, that's like, nice. Could, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little getaway. We watched Takeover. We we got into the event. We bought our our shirts. My wife got her Keith Lee. We basked in his glory as he beat Dominic Dijakovic. And then I got my Undisputed Era shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. I, I was, of course, I was yelling, "Adam Cole, baby!" <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, my um, uh, last year's 
So it was right when AEW was, you know, right when they started the TV. And the Boston show was actually the second show, you know. So I yeah. had that, you know, I went to AEW's second live show um, because the first show was in Washington. And then Boston was night was, you know, the next week. And um, I remember that it was so it was so weird being at a, at a, at a wrestling event that wasn't WWE in Boston because you know mm-hmm. you just when you hear about WWE coming to Boston you go to the Garden and they're there and it's and it's and it's live a lot of people there and stuff but AEW was a, was a great time it was my girlfriend and I as well um, we both bought shirts I brought I bought the uh, I bought the John Moxley shirt she bought Britt Baker. Um, nice. and stuff. So like that, it was a fun time. It was like their second show. Everything was going on. I got to see all my favorites. Like I really wanted to see, you know, young bucks and hear that Jericho theme. Um, you sing know, some, and then, sing some Judas. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, um, they taped AEW dark afterwards. Oh so yeah. Then nice. I got to see Omega versus, uh, Joey Janela, which was so much fun. Mm. And so it was a really, really fun time, but yeah, usually when, when re- any type of wrestling come to Boston, I'm always there, you know? Nice. That's awesome. Um, I, thinking back at some of the wrestling events I've, I've actually witnessed, uh, I saw the, I saw the Alex, no, no, the Miz versus John Cena. I quit match, which wasn't like a great, I think I can't even what pay per view that is, but uh, it was like was that Alex. The limit or something I like think that? so. Yeah, Alex Riley had yeah. the like the voice recorder. I was there, and I think yeah. Bret Hart came out that show too to make uh, a Michael Cole kiss Jerry Lawler's foot or something like that. It was something yeah. stupid and that ridiculous. Was, it was it was, was dumb. Those, yeah, that was one of those WWE times where yeah, bad stuff. <laughs> but this is what kind of fan like like I am. I, I have a lot of fun. I always go for somebody that no one likes, and at that time. Representing the core was Wade Barrett, and I loved Wade Barrett even when he was in NXT and everything, and with the Nexus. And um, I had my core shirt on, and he was facing Ezekiel Jackson for the Intercontinental Championship. As he was walking out, everybody was booing him, and I was the only one standing up. And I did a round of applause, and I just clapped like, "Yeah, let's go, Wade, let's go!" <laughs> and they started booing me to sit down up in. And uh, up here in Seattle, and they're like, "Sit down, he sucks." And I was like, "Hell no!" I was like, I like turned around and just started clapping. I was mostly just trying to embarrass the friends I was with at that time because they're like, "Dude, you're no, all the eyes are on us." But uh, who's the what's the craziest thing you've actually seen uh, firsthand at one of these events? Okay, so. Well, one of the things I really wanted to see that I was bummed because I couldn't go uh, because I was working. What there was two WWE events that I was so sad that I couldn't attend. It was like back in twenty fifth. I think one of them was the twenty fifteen TLC pay per view. Uh, I think it was Roman Reigns and Sheamus in the main event, and then it was that big spot where Kalisto and uh, Jimmy Uso fell on the ladder. Oh uh, yeah, Austin, and I was like, I missed that event, and then also the 2014 Money in the Bank event, I missed that. That was when they, that was when Daniel Bryan went down in an injury, and they had that big six man. It was like, no, I think it was eight man. It was like Randy Orton, John Cena, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, right out oh, yeah, right yeah. beginning his singles push and stuff, and in a massive like Cesaro. That was I missed that one too. So I, if I would have to say like the craziest thing 
uh, probably probably one of them is that was that uh that that no DQ match with Omega and Joey Janela was just nuts. They were falling off of everything and stuff. So that was crazy. Um, the I I, I went to a 2000. So the pay per view that you were talking about was a 2011 over the limit. That was when The Rock and John Cena was in that feud. So I went to the summer. I went to a, a Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. right. Before, I think it was right before they had that match. That when The Rock returned at uh at the pay per view that that Sunday Survivor Series in New York, uh, The Rock returned in the ring and he was teaming up with John Cena to face The Miz and r Truth. And I went to the I went to the Raw right before that. That was a lot of fun because The Rock was there. You know they were bantering back and forth. Uh, John mm-hmm. Cena was there. He got booed, and that was supposed to be his hometown. The, hmm. That's one of the fun things about going to the the, the wrestling shows when John Cena was big was because. Even in his hometown, he was always booed, you know. So the yeah. even people in Boston, we didn't, they didn't like him. So um, <laughs> that was prob that's that was probably the a really really fun time. Um, I I've been to a lot of Raw show, you know, Monday Night Raw. I've been to a couple of SmackDowns. Uh, one of my favorite events to go to, even though it w- it wasn't received that well online. Um, Hell in a Cell 2016 because that was the mm. first women's Hell in a Cell main event with Sasha Banks and Charlotte. So oh, that's that pretty was, cool, though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been to a lot of uh, events. So, um, yeah, that's and then cool. probably going to the two. I think it was like 2006 SummerSlam. It was John Cena versus Edge in the main event, but in the, in the earlier in the day we had Sabu um, against oh, like wow. the Big Show, and then it was like. Um, Randy Orton and Hulk Hogan. That was a fun little pay per view that I went to as a kid with my dad and my stepbrother. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, so I've been to a lot of wrestling events here in Boston. Yeah. It's been, and all of them has been fun. Nice. I'm trying. I'm thinking back to some of the stuff I've seen actually been witnessed. So, um, when CM Punk versus Chris Jericho was happening at WrestleMania, uh, yeah. I went down to Portland for that one when they were building it up. Oh, yeah. Where he was saying, "When I was here swimming with sharks, you were there dancing with stars." That whole promo. I saw that, oh, right, and, it, right. and the Rock actually came out at the end of the show too. And that was that was really cool, uh, because we're also in Seattle. So when there's an event up in Seattle, the Sonics just got taken away from us. So people were chanting during commercial breaks, "Save our Sonics," and uh, which was another huge. That's a very significant thing to Seattle because uh, the Thunder got take. Uh, they they took them away to make the Thunder. So. A lot of uh, Seattle drama there, but anyway, um, the the big thing that I saw. I'm trying to. Oh crap! I just clicked something on my laptop. Hold on one second. Backing up. All right. So the big thing that I uh, did see, and I actually, you can. If there's proof of this thing happening, uh, do you remember WrestleMania 26? I believe that's the number. It was um, Edge came back from the Royal Rumble, and he was yep. facing Chris Jericho. Okay. So yeah. we went to Key Arena. That was my very first Raw. We were ten, uh, 10 seats away from the the ring. We were the first. We were basically the the the, lot, the, the there's the stage, the on the ramp to go down to the the ring. We were sitting front row of the the ramp. Okay, um, and so everybody, he was doing his promo and he was saying, "I, I keep hitting you with this move, spear, spear, spear." And during the promo packages. They show me and my friends, uh, us holding our sign that said spear with a bunch of small spears on there. And so to this day, during the opening promo package for that fight, that match at WrestleMania, 
you could see my friend and I twice on that uh, on that opening. Uh, oh my god, that's uh, great! Fight pack. <laughs> so I'll, I'll send you that, uh, and you can see it. But yeah, it's a that was my favorite like wrestling uh, memory. So um, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, what are some of okay. your favorite? Uh, if you had to do right now, current wrestling. I know uh, WWE is really kind of all over the place, unfortunately, in quality. And yeah, Keith yeah. Lee has an amazing theme song right now. A lot of ups, I'm sorry, rub, salt in the wound there. Uh, <laughs> cry tears. Uh, so many crazy things are happening uh, with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick, what are your five favorite wrestlers right now? Right now? Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, 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 you think, um, about, think about it. I can give you mine. And I, okay. It's, it's fluctuating, and it's not in any particular order. Yeah. Um, I gotta go. Cody Rhodes is one of that. I is fantastic as uh, recently. Chris Jericho has always been one of my favorites as well. So I'll throw him in there, and he's he's, he's doing some of the best work. If I had to pick a WWE guy, Adam Cole. Yeah, he's great. He's cool. Uh, and my wife and I are huge fans. Keith Lee, I love Keith, Keith Lee. And yeah, I, of course, him right now, but he's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, and, sucks right now what they're doing with them but anyway uh mm-hmm. I, and of course this list seems like it's just really male-centric but some of the female wrestlers are even better than the, the, these guys too uh they're yeah. fantastic i'm trying to think uh my favorite i really liked charlotte for a while i really did um yeah but, yeah but and all of a sudden it's like it, it was not cool to like her anymore because at that time no one liked her now everybody is like the roman reigns of women's wrestling yeah, um sadly. Uh, sadly uh but if i if i had to pick some i liked i love io, io shirai i like oh, io is great i love theme, everything about io is so yeah. great the one person i want to see actually do some stuff bianca belair once i saw her live i totally got she's everything she's about her event. i have no idea what's going on she's on main event yeah. I'm like, what are y'all doing yeah, tell me about it. It's just like it's ridiculous. Like after I yeah. saw her live against uh, Rhea Ripley, I was like, I'm sold. Like this is this is a star that should be uh, so bright, but unfortunately, they have no idea what to do. Yes, no idea. Um, so if I have to go five, because uh, you actually gave me some 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 people to think about too. Um, so if I have to go five off the rip, I would go. I I still am such a huge fan of Omega. Um, yeah, Omega's a tough him. one. Yeah, like, he when he was like very, very, he was very, very hot, like going into AEW last year. Um, but I, I am a fan of his tag team run. But I am excited to see him go into the more singles and the stuff. The cleaner, the cleaner's oh, back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big fan of Omega. Uh, sticking with AEW, I'm a big. Fan. I love John Moxley and how they're letting him just like they took off the chains of with him, and that he's he's just doing his what the things that he wanted to do in WWE and just be himself, um, and be their version of like a Stone Cold s kind of character, and I love that. Um, and then going into women, Io Shirai, I love Io Shirai so much. I'm all, I'm honestly afraid for her to go to the main roster. Although they're doing fine with Oscar, but. You know they're just not gonna let her. But they ruined Kyrie Zane though. Yeah, you know they're not gonna let her be explosive on a main roster like Hunter is letting her be in NXT. So that's my third. I'm sticking. I'm still with NXT as far as females. I love Rhea Ripley. I she was so yeah, fantastic was look too. So yeah, she was so hot the end of last year into this year into Mania, and then they took the title off of her. 
and they I don't she's stuck with this Robert Stone brand stuff. I don't know what she's doing on NXT right now, but she's probably my fourth. And then if I had to go with somebody on the main roster right now, um, I would probably go with AJ Styles because he's just one of those wrestlers where yeah. you just you just always gonna stick into his matches. And then with some of my other faves, Keith Lee, Sasha Banks is she's from Boston, so I have to have that love there. Boss time. Um, Insert yeah, like a full like, clip. <laughs> right. Matt, Matt Riddle is one of my favorites. Uh, once again, I don't know what he's doing. It's just a lot of these P. I get so frustrated with WWE, and that's just why Like I haven't really been like a WWE fan in a really long time in the past couple of years because they have this. This is like probably their most stacked audience of just amazing wrestlers from yeah. the Indies, from Japan. Nakamura was somebody that I loved in like 2016, 2017, 2018. And then he went to the main roster, got into the in a, in a horrific feud with Jinder Mahal. And then he's like a tag team guy, but not like a main tag team guy with the way Omega kind of was, where he's in the main events and stuff. Yeah. He's just a guy on the roster. Now, he's just getting so that not, he's getting that money. That's all he's doing. He's just getting that right. easy money. Yeah, so he was a guy that I was a big fan of, but they kind of like put the brakes on him a long time ago. Um, Bobby Roode yeah, too. You know, Another Bobby Roode was somebody I love. They all like Triple H does a great job with all of them. Uh oh, one guy that I was that was fairly new that but he just got injured, Karrion Cross. They should have kept the yeah. name. Killer, they should have kept the name Killer Cross because, like, that's. I mean, how that's an awesome name. But they, I guess, for for PG, they they wanted to keep the. Uh, they wanted to change it to Carrion Cross, which I don't get because they call Randy Orton the Legend Killer. So I don't know what's going on here anymore. But you know, Randy Orton will always. He's all him and John Cena will probably be my some of my favorites of all time, just from being a kid and loving John Cena. And then growing up to hate John Cena, then loving him again when he left, you know, because you miss him yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm a big wrestling fan, so those are some of my favorites right now. Yeah, I was a huge CM Punk fan too, so oh, <laughs> I'll throw Punk that out there. Always, yeah, Punk was always great. Yeah. I don't care his off-screen stuff, but I like I still I always <laughs> I always liked him, so he was one of my favorites. But um, I I know we're we're pushing the hour mark here. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but we're definitely gonna have to set up a part two because I I course, just yeah. really love talking to you. So uh, we're we'll definitely have to do this again soon. Uh, uh, try to think here. Let's uh, just quickly shout out your social medias again as we kind of in this thing so people can find you sure yeah if you want to follow me you can follow me on uh instagram and twitter twitter is uh at cinemaniac 94 um instagram is cinemaniac 1994 and then uh the the podcast cinemania world the Cinemania World podcast you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at cinemania world and we do podcasts every single week um, we have a bunch of bunch of uh, great kind of members of the team. So if you want to follow all of us, just head over head on over to the Cinemania World podcast. Absolutely, and again, those stuffs can be in the comment section of or the, the yeah the comment section not the comments but the details section of this podcast, so you guys can be able to quickly go over there and support them as well. And usually, I kind of have a clip that plays at the very end of the show, but because you're my guest, what kind of let's say. What WWE theme song or what wrestling theme would you like to hear at the end of the podcast there, Dwayne? Oh, my God. I, I, I have to go with <laughs> Matt, Matt Riddle. I love that. I love his theme so much. It's so great. Bruh. Okay, so <laughs> let's get it, bro. Bro.